You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You, by the way, you can get your I will ride with this group t-shirts and hoodies, Purple Daily style. Over at scorenorth.com slash shop. That's scorenorth.com slash shop. Mm. Mine's very nice. I like mine. Oh, you have one? Yeah, very comfortable. Roscoe gave me one. I, I really it's like comfortable. it. Yes. It's comfortable. Very it's comfortable. It, it's nice fit. It's it's not that, you know, there's nothing worse than a t-shirt with that cheap material. This yeah. material's good. You don't want I, that super thick, bulky cotton, you know, yeah. makes you yeah. or the ones that stick or, or stick to you too much. Like I, I like my shirts, my t-shirts a little bit loose. Okay. You know, like when they stick to you, it's like, I don't like that. That's that cheap material. Yeah. It's like staticky, you know, you know, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. I want something that gives me a little I bit of like shirts room. that stick to me. <laughs> I don't. Judd just wants to wear a uh, bed comforter basically yeah. for, for every I clothing. I could. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It looked pretty bleak there at one and four, and then all of a sudden four and four, but now without Kirk Cousins, we'll see where this thing goes here. We're going to do a, so this is State of the Offense Thursday, and uh, I ordinarily bring you guys like three or four or five statistical categories or themes that we kind of dive into. We're going to zoom out and have a big picture conversation about some of the things that Kevin O'Connell and Quasey said at their press conferences about the future of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Uh, we'll also do a random Viking of the week. A shout-out to our friends over at Park Tav, the official neighborhood sports bar of the sports dad himself, Judd Zilgad. That's right, and if you're uh, watching this right now, you can see the Park Tavern has bowling. They've got a huge spaces. I've talked for a while now about the fact that they are the – one-stop destination for a big group, but I'm talking a big group to watch the games on Saturday or Sunday. Um, but also, I have breaking Park Tavern news. Oh, I have wow. breaking oh, news oh. from the Park Tavern. Oh, wow. Here it is. All right. Wow, 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 wow. Ladies Bam. and gentlemen, boys and girls, guess what? The Park Tavern, the holiday gift cards are in. Oh, it is holiday God. gift card season. These things are tremendously popular, and I have two options. The first one is the the standard gift card buy one buy a $100 gift card and you get $25 a $25 gift card for free but then there's also the upcoming black friday special where you buy a $100 gift card and you get a $50 gift oh. card for free Come on. so park tavern st louis park louisiana avenue south get your gift card uh parktavern.net if you want more information about hours, about what they've got, great food, um, great drinks as well, a couple of bars, outstanding, and gift cards, parktavern.net is the place to go. All right, boys, uh, where does the Vikings offense rank? We'll give you the big picture, then we'll get into the 
the long-term Kirk discussion here. So after that Packers game, Vikings up from 17th to 14th in points per game. So they're now climbing that ladder. They remain fifth in yard per play offensively. 11th in expected points added, so that's climbing the charts, and 14th in DVOA on the analytical side. So, you know, yardage-wise, and and some of this, they're still recovering from all the turnovers in the first half of the season, which is why they're a top-five yardage offense, but not a top-five scoring offense. This is our final State of Kirk Cousins statistical snapshot because he's out for the season. So he finishes his 2023 season third in passer rating as of right now. 10th in QBR, 6th in PFF grade, and 6th in expected points added. That's a pretty damn good chunk of eight games right there. And so I want to read you guys just a couple of quotes here from Quasi and KOC and get your thoughts on them. And then we can have a big picture discussion about should Kirk be back? He's a free agent after the season. What kind of goes into this? So Quasey said yesterday at the podium, my want for Kirk to come back is not just a me thing. It's a negotiation. You come together at a table and you try to see if everything works together. We'll have that dialogue with his people when that time comes. So he was pretty open about some stuff too. I mean, he even said, as I was trying to figure out, do we buy, do we sell? He had players approaching him in the last three, four days saying, let us keep going, man. Let us keep going. Quasi said uh, he's being approached by players while blasting Creed in his office, watching film cutups of Jaron Hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. And the Vikings mm. confirmed some players said that they're going to keep playing Creed in the locker room before games to keep this thing going here. Three game win streak with, with Creed blasting in the locker room. I'm not sure I'm buying that Quasi really played Creed. Hmm. You don't think he's a Creed guy? No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think I think his I think tastes are better than that. I think he played at least a couple Creed songs. Well, he's referenced. Like, he's referenced now what T Swift champagne problems at a previous press conference. He's referenced that he was yeah. listening to Creed. Is he just uh, pandering? Like what? What well, is that? What you think I'm, you're doing? That's that, what you think yeah, he's that's doing. What I think, that, that's what I'm thinking. I think he actually has potentially elite musical tastes hmm. that have nothing to do with Creed. Are you saying yeah. Creed is not a band that you would consider like an elite? Oh, oh God, no. I take. <laughs> Oh my God! No. Why are please. you being such a music snob right yeah. now? I don't like okay. I don't like Cree. I don't like that grovelly stuff at all. Grovelly? What do you mean? Do, do some Creed. Uh, no one needs Hello, to hear me. Hello, my friend. I mean, exactly. That's grovelly. Yeah, that's grovelly. It sounds like you have like rocks coming it's up been from a while. here. Where should we? Mackie. No one needs to hear this. But hold on a second. <laughs> So Quasi, so Quasi saying, hey, you know, it's a negotiation. Uh, yep. KOC was much more clear in his stance. He said he wants Kirk Cousins back. So when asked about the longer-term view of the Vikings quarterback position, Kevin O'Connell said, quote, Kirk Cousins is going to be healthy again. I know he's going to be a free agent after the season, but Kirk knows how I feel about him, and that will be something that will hopefully work itself out. I think he was playing as well as anyone in the National Football League. And one of the hardest parts about coping with this is the fact that he was experiencing his best season in the NFL and where we could have gone as a team. And I think he's right. And this is not to like belabor the point, but, you know, Kirk was a good quarterback when the Vikings signed him 
with deficiencies that we saw sort of play out. Mike Zimmer did not provide him the best partnership, and we saw that play out as well, right? This has been a great partnership for both these guys. In Kevin's case, he comes out, gets to win 13 games in his first season, and now who knows where this thing was going to go, you know, as they got it back to four and four. In Kirk's case, you know, you, you've I think you've just seen a different version of him as a player, a different, more quieter-minded player, as Kevin would say. So um, I do feel his uh, his sense of unfinished business here. I wonder where this conversation lies in February and March after yeah. all the dust has settled and the negotiations start. So what do you make of these comments from Quasi and KOC? Well, I mean, I think that I think both are being upfront about it as much as they can be. And I, I think that there was a point last March where they for sure talked about a contract extension and the cousins camp has a very definitive idea of what they wanted. I think that their idea on guarantees exceeded what Quasi's are. And and I think yeah. the Vikings said, we're not going to go there. And the cousins camp is not, you know, the one thing that's made been made clear, at least up until now is that they are not going to back off what they want. They definitely have, if nothing else, figures in mind. So I think that what Quasi said is a thousand percent accurate. This is going to be a negotiation from a guy who's going to turn 36 next summer who's coming off a torn Achilles, who already wasn't mobile. Um, and now there's going to be some questions. And this is not to say that Kirk won't work his ass off. I, I think he will. I think he's going to play again. I think there's no question in my mind he's going to be determined to come back. Uh, but all of that being said, I liked how Quazy put it, because if the Cousins camp says, hey, you know what? Kirk is back. He wants to go three years. Let's get this guaranteed. I think the Vikings are going to say, no, we can't. And I think if they come back and say, hey, let's do a year or two, let's do, you know, let's let's get that down now. Like this, Phil, this is the first time where I think your dream might come true, which is I think that your dream of, hey, will you take less to play? Up until now, I've, I've said Kirk Cousins yeah. is not going to take less. And you've said, well, but that's ideal. And I agree with you. Well, guess what now? We are at a point where the Cousins people at least have to consider that. And if they yeah. do, I think Kirk might be back. But and and here's where I am, and this is not to say I'm excited about Kirk being hurt. That sucks. But here's where I'm super excited now. We get to see not necessarily the Vikings QBs of the future, but what we get to see now is Kevin O'Connell working with guys with different skill sets to see what he draws up and can do. And make no mistake, while Kirk deserves credit, Kevin O'Connell, to what you were talking about before, has done an outstanding job himself. And he is a quarterback guy. And so, like, again, this goes back now to sort of a blank canvas. Not that I think Jaron Hall is going to become uh, Russell Wilson, too, in his prime, but you are going to see now what Kevin O'Connell can do with a different style of QB. And so I, in some ways, with what the Vikings are going through, I think this is going to be incredibly intriguing to watch. And and I think that the the games from now until the end, at least, of the regular season will probably help determine what path O'Connell thinks that he, he should go. Cause if he does get Kirk back, it ain't like Kirk's going to come back and run now. I just think that there's so many interesting factors, but if Kirk comes back on a two year, fairly reasonable contract, could I see Kirk being back here in 2024? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have a, a bin of thoughts about 
how the market has changed for him in the past 72 hours, but just to Dex, like on, on KOC basically saying, everyone knows how I feel about him. He's going to be healthy again. I want him back. What, when you saw that, what did you make of that? Well, I, I found it more interesting that Quasi like volunteered the information that Kirk told Quasi like, yeah, I plan to be back at OTAs next spring. Like he even volunteered that information, which I found super intriguing too. So I think they obviously like see this injury as a, a, a gruesome situation and it stinks because yes, he's probably playing his best ball of his career and he was already entering a, fr- a free agency decision. And it's almost like the injury is now maybe made them like regret not locking him up. That's kind of like how I feel about this because they clearly like Kirk Cousins a lot and they were willing to potentially go to free agency with him in March on this baller season that he's having. But now that he's hurt, it's almost like I feel like the Vikings, who obviously feel bad because a player got injured and that's that's normal human reaction. But there's like regret here that maybe we should have gotten that deal done so we know our security with him, regardless of whether he's going to be ready for week one next year, because who knows if that's still the case. But I, I feel like there's honestly regret from Kwesi and KOC side that, man, we might have potentially blown our shot of getting him back here. But I am intrigued on the next type of, type of contracts. He is coming off a very significant injury. And if he did not get hurt, he'd obviously have a much higher price tag. Yeah, I mean, like, like regret from the standpoint of now if Kirk wants to go play somewhere else, he's free to go sign somewhere mm-hmm. else. And, like, San Francisco is always going to be tantalizing because of the Shanahan connection and, you know, we've kind of brought up the Atlanta thing, and that's taken a life of its own through reckless speculation circles, too, because his wife's family's from Atlanta. So from a standpoint of, like, hey, that dude was balling out for eight games, and now other teams have a shot at him in March, yes. But on the flip side, from a pure negotiation standpoint, this is actually great for the Vikings if yeah, they I want think, Kirk back at a lesser price in 2024. I think... I think- Quasi's ecstatic about this. I mean, unquestionably, he's going to make less money than he would if he were to have finished this Mm -hmm. season out fully healthy, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's like his change in market is a really interesting theme here the next six months. The one thing to keep in mind about O'Connell, though, is is you know to go back to Sunday, and I firmly believe this, and he's good at this. Kevin was very adamant that you know Kirk's hurt, and we are going to support Kirk. So I guess my question is, in the aftermath of that, asked almost immediately then on Monday, do you want Kirk back? I didn't expect him to be like, oh, no, 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 he's going to be gone. So, like, well, I think O'Connell's proud of how the partnership has worked, and I'm certainly not dismissing that. I do think that O'Connell was very much going to side towards supporting Kirk, and he should at that Mm -hmm. point. I don't think that that I, I think as they watch these upcoming games, it's going to take I, there, there's a lot of the story unwritten now um, because there could be some things and they might not even win games, but there could be some things they see as possibilities that are flat out, not possibilities. And and, you know, keep in mind, you guys, the run game, if the run game improves substantially, which it could now because the quarterback can run. I mean, Kevin O'Connell is going to see possibilities here. So um, while I certainly think that both O'Connell and Quazy like Kirk personally, I think this story is unwritten at this point. Yeah. Well, okay. Back to you. You said something a few minutes ago that you said like, Phil, it's, it's your dream. Your dream could come true here and that mm-hmm. it could be like a lesser, uh, a, like a lower salary version of, of Kirk Cousins. And that, that, that door is now open. I don't think he's playing for $5 million next year. You know, I think 
the floor for a contract for him, and it would there'd be like incentives and stuff, and probably like a games played thing or something, right? But like he's still gonna make like twenty, thirty million dollars a year just based on who he is when he's healthy. So I I don't exp- you're, you're it certainly wouldn't be like getting a rookie scale contract quarterback in the first round where okay that guy makes like eight million dollars and now you've got forty extra million dollars compared to the top of the quarterback market to build out the rest of your roster. But the thing you have to avoid in the NFL and this has been a theme on this show for years and years and years and it's been our debates about Cousins and my complaints about Cousins are less I mean some of it's about him over the years but it's sure. more about roster building and value like when people come out and they say with a quarterback or any other position that that player's making market value therefore like it's correct congratulations you're paying market value to a player right you can't build a super bowl roster if everyone's getting market value it's a, you have a finite amount of money to spend you have let's call it 220 million dollars or whatever the cap is going into i can't remember what it 220 whatever it is right and so if you have, let's just say 220, if you have a quarterback making market value, okay, well, that's 45 million. And you have an edge rusher making market value, okay, that's 25 to 30 million. And a left tackle making market value, that's 20 plus million dollars. Okay, let's do that. Well, I just spent half of the salary cap on three of my 53 players. So, like, we shouldn't be celebrating. Market value contracts. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you need value. You need to find players. This is why when the Seahawks had Russell Wilson as a third round pick for like $600,000, well, his market value was probably $25 million 10 years ago, right? But the more players you can get under market value, the more good players you can have on your team. So because quarterbacks are the most expensive thing, the worst thing you can have in the NFL is a non-elite quarterback making elite quarterback money. And if you go back to the day Kirk Cousins signed his contract in 2018, here's where he has ranked in terms of cap hit. 2018 going forward. Fifth, third, 15th in 2020 because they kicked the can down the road. They they renegotiated and kicked the can down the road, which caused him to be second in 2021. Third in 2022, he was set to have the highest cap hit in 2023 this year. And so they looked at it and they're like, well, we can't have, he, I mean, my God, we, we can't afford a roster if he's taking up 23% of the cap. So instead of being the, the number one cap hit in 2023, they took $27 million of his, just from an accounting standpoint, and they shoved it into a year in which he's not on the team in 2024. So now he's seventh in cap hit instead of first, right? So like, it's great. He's performed at a pretty high level. He throws for 4,000 yards every year. And I would say he's a much better version of himself now than he was in 2018, 19. That's all great and well. But if I'm going to pay, like if he was going to hit free agency after doing this for 17 games, he's still not Patrick Mahomes. He's still not, he's not good enough to cover up for like, if Justin Jefferson had to be traded Tyree kill style, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had one of the worst offensive lines in the league and carried it to a Super Bowl. Kirk is good, but he's not like making up for all of your roster deficiencies. So the worst thing you can do is kind of what the Vikings have been doing the last few years, which is paying a guy who's good, not great at a top three or top five level for the majority of these seasons. This might open the door to your point to pay Kirk at a valuable level. 
maybe you've get maybe now he's like the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, even coming off an Achilles. He's a pocket passer. Like it's not going to affect his game that much. He's still going to stand in there and like be reliant on clean pockets, right? But what if now you have the eighth best quarterback in 2024 on a one or a two year contract? And he's like the 14th highest paid guy. Now we're creating some value here, right? Like now, okay. Now there's right. a little room to go and maybe spend a little. Go Now we got Darisaw under contract and Jefferson and all these guys who are actually the best at their position. So that's what really intrigues me here. I am interested in that conversation, but I still want to know who my quarterback of the future is, uh, you know, 2024, 25, 26. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So if the Vikings do a deal with Kirk, too, the key will not be the immediate contract because it might be two years. It might be 65 million or something ridiculous. But what it will be is guarantees that that's the most important thing. And previously, Kirk has done and this is a credit to Kirk and, and his agent, Mike McCartney. They've done a fantastic job of locking in almost the entire thing guaranteed. So the question now is, will and, and I think what fell apart last March was that I think what the Vikings said was, Here's what we'll guarantee now with you at, uh, at the time, 34 going on 35. And the Cousins camp's like, no, 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 we want more. We want guarantees. So yeah. now the question is, can they get away with saying, we'll give you a two-year contract, but here's what it's going to have. It's going to have, here's where we're drawing the line in the sand on guarantees, and it's filled with incentives. Because like all of that, if he can't reach those, all of that helps. So that's where that's where we have to see if there is a shift here. And I think at some point in time, if they do shift their logic coming off an Achilles and almost do like a make good contract, I could see O'Connell pushing hard for that. But if they don't, if they say we still have to get this, then I think he's gone. And that mm-hmm. and, and that's where Quazy was genuinely being, I think, upfront about it's all in the negotiations. It's yeah. got the, the reality is it has nothing to do with, well, Kirk's a great guy or, you know. He went the, the day after he got hurt and signed for kids. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And that's important. But what's really important is what are you willing to do for us from a contractual standpoint? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But this is where I'm really, really curious because does O'Connell now, does he for the remainder of the season without Kirk fall in love with the possibility of what he could do with a quarterback who's going to be more mobile and what can the organization do with i hate to say like leverage after a guy just tore his achilles but quasi the one that used the word negotiation here That's so i'm just, just going off what he's saying yep you're right the no trade clause you got to get out of the business of no trade clauses for unless unless it's patrick mahomes okay like a great scenario here could be you sign Kirk to a two-year contract at w- like way less than top of the market. Like the top quarterbacks are at, you know, 45, 50 plus million dollar cap hits now going into the future, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's like, I need some, some some major space between those guys and Kirk Cousins, age 36, coming off an Achilles. That, that would interest me. Two-year contract, you build in incentives like Judd said. No 
no trade clause. You draft a quarterback if you want in the first round, second round, whatever. He sits for a full season. Maybe Kirk's ready to rock and roll again. Let's try this again. Let's make up for what we thought was going to happen in 2023. But now we've got our quarterback of the future who's sitting there. No pressure to start. Of course, there's going to be some pressure if Kirk plays poorly for a couple weeks. But because it's a two-year contract, you could then trade Kirk before the deadline. You could trade Kirk in the offseason. Like Now you can get something for him if he plays pretty well. Can't, could, could he be your Alex Smith, a pretty good quarterback? You can get to the playoffs. You're probably not winning a Super Bowl with him. While you look to find, I'm not going to say you're Patrick Mahomes because that's a once-in-a-generation guy, but while you look to find your Justin Herbert or your Jalen Hurts or whoever it is, right? Like Absolutely. It, it's, yes. an, it's an interesting prospect at far less than top-of-the-market uh, you know, salary for, for Kirk. No quarterback, hell, no player. 35 or older should ever get a no trade. What are you doing? And and the thing that's changed that is this, and it's great. The trade deadline being moved back has opened up possibilities that didn't used to exist. Like that deadline was a non-starter. It was boring as hell, right? Well, it keeps getting shoved back, which is awesome, but it creates opportunities to do exactly what you just said, Phil. And so, yeah, I would I don't think any executive in this league should be in the habit of ever guaranteeing security to a person who, and I don't care if you're a guard, I don't care if you're a defensive tackle, I don't care if you're a quarterback. Once you hit thir- 35, if some, if you are of value to a team that can win and you are, more importantly, on a team that's not going to win, why would I allow myself to be restricted Correct. in what I can do to help my team? Like, the most important thing, if you're crazy, there is nothing more important than the Vikings. There's no one player, especially in that building right now. Yeah. Like there's no franchise guy. Oh, can't be touched. You can't do it. Um, if, if you have the cojones and they did and good for them to jettison Adam Thielen, then I sure as hell, I'm not going to give Kirk cousins another no, no trade. And I think throwing it in the last time was a mistake. The first time I get it. Cause you're trying to woo him at the time. And at that time he's what? Well, you were de- you were more desperate for him in 2018 because you were looking for the final piece to your puzzle, yes. right? And he's what 29 at that time or something like that. Yeah, 30 ish. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm with you totally. Create a situation where at the deadline a year from now, if he is recovered and you think that you can go in a different direction, he can be traded. And quite frankly, if he comes in and says no, I probably don't sign him again. Mm. Like it has yeah. to be on my terms. This has to be, I, I think the Vikings might disagree with me, but this contract would have to be on my terms. Yeah. I'm building a team here. I'm not, I'm not running a charity for and, guys that I like. And dude, like think about too, you know, I, now that you made the decision to not trade Daniel Hunter at the deadline uh-huh. and they, uh-huh. and dude, look at, look at what Montez sweat got a second round pick for Montez sweat and, and first a first into what was chase young. Mm-hmm. No, no, sweat was a second. I said, I think you could have got a first for oh, a conditional yep. first. Like yep. we talked about, I think we were right. And they decided more valuable to keep trying to win. Daniil's a huge part of that. Got yep. players in the locker room. They're, they're trying to build a culture here. Totally understand it. I know a lot of fans disagree, but mm-hmm. they decided the value of the culture and continuing to try and win is more than the value of like the late first round draft pick we could have got from the Jaguars or somebody else. That's up for debate. but. I think going forward now, if your options are 
pay Daniil Hunter as a top five player at his position and win a bidding war in free agency or letting him walk for a 2025 like third round comp pick, I think you resign him. And I think you, I think because you're no longer looking at a $50 million a year contract for your quarterback, does it give you more leeway to say, Hey, let's get Daniil locked in for three years. No, no trade clause. So Mm -hmm. we can still, we can still trade him after the first year of that contract if we want to, but let's keep that asset in house. It just, um, it opens the door for some, some different things. If I was to prioritize guys who currently have a chance to either be uh, signed because they're going into uh, the possibility, like with Derisov, where next spring, if you want to extend it out of his first contract, you can. If I was to assign a list of importance there, now with what you've done, Hunter, or I'm sorry, Jefferson has to get done. He has to get done. Yep. Hunter now. Derisaw, because if that if that takes the same path as Jefferson, it might not get done until twenty five. But my point is, Kirk Cousins ain't near the top of that list right now. Also, you know what? For for all of the the fear mongers out there that hey, Justin Jefferson wants his entire career attached to Kirk Cousins, and the moment that the Vikings move on from Kirk Cousins, Jefferson's going to peace out too. Well, <laughs> you could lay this out as a plan for Jefferson too, and say, all right, so we're going to bring him back. It's not going to be, we don't know if he's going to be the same guy or not, but you know, he, he's willing to play ball with us. So we're going to, we're going to bring Kirk back for a year or two. And uh, we're going to draft a quarterback potentially too in the first or second round. And you'll, you'll be able to, or maybe Jaron Hall balls out a little bit. And um, like, regardless of the scenario or Josh Dobbs or something, you'll be able to form a rapport and a chemistry behind the scenes with these guys while Kirk is still in the building too. So we're not just going to move off Kirk and then have a big question mark and a big gap here. You'll be able to get to know these guys as well. So you could, you could kind of sell it that way too. But the minute Kirk starts to want top of the market money again for like the third straight contract uh, and, or the minute I have an opportunity to draft a franchise changing player that I might start the season with, like let's say Michael Penix falls to you or you decide we're going to trade up because it's worth it. Yeah. And that's like, I'm just throwing a name out there. Right. You know, I wouldn't hesitate to move in that direction, but much more open to this possibility than maybe a week ago or for sure, you know, last March when they were. Well, now I think Kirk's camp wanted because you've got the power. That's why (laughs) you've got the power now. He doesn't. And if he thinks he does, he's gone. And the Jefferson thing, I, I will state this again. That Jefferson thing drives me crazy. That Jefferson is like, well, if I'm not going to play with Kirk, I'm not going to play here. Yeah, he's are you never, he's never are you said bleeping that. serious? It, it's a, are you bleeping serious? If the Cincinnati Bengals, and they don't, had the cap space and called tomorrow and said, we want to reunite you with Burrow and Chase. And the Vikings said, but we got Kirk. Do you know how quick you'd see the back of Jefferson walking out that door? Like this is yeah, the, the, but this I think is the, the most ridiculous. Well, yeah, but of course anyone would want to play with Burrow. I do think the argument is if, if you're going to run, uh, you know, Clayton Tune out or something as the starter, sure. he, of course he wants to know. But I think to say that it's a hard and fast stop of like, it's Kirk Cousins or I want out is ridiculous. If, if, if you think that's the case, my point is very simple. Then you think the Vikings are incompetent. If you think that's the case, then you think to your to what you just said, that the Vikings are the Cardinals. That Justin Jefferson is saying, well, you're not going to find one, so we're screwed. Yeah. Which means you think he thinks O'Connell is incompetent, which I don't agree with. But anyway, you know what? 
this this is going to provide an opportunity now. In in my humble opinion, this team was not going to win a Super Bowl with or without Kirk. So I'm not nearly as upset about this because I do think it's going to provide a very interesting window, a glimpse of what might be. So, all right. We just, uh, I think we just solved the Vikings uh, problem there with multiple different vague scenarios that may or may not be Plus you're saying some available cre- to them. So saying, saying some creative. I'm very- six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. By the way, uh, this is going around the internet this morning here before we get to random Viking of the week. Judd, get your flag ready. Oh, oh boy. Hold on. Still the... the flag. Bring the flag back. Okay. Hold on. I got it. You have it? Okay. The Texas Rangers won the World Series last night. Congratulations okay. to the Texas Very Rangers. Nice. First championship. So Texas, the Texas Rangers were previously the oldest North American big four league sports team to never win a championship. Now that they've won a championship, which team is the oldest North American big four league team to never win one? None other than the Minnesota Vikings. Hang the banner. There it is. Get the flag. It's on us right now. The spotlight's on us. Now, some people have been pointing out, wait a second, the Vikings won the NFL championship in 1969. Yep. This is before the NFC and, and AFC, before the merger. Yep. But it but but it wasn't the Super Bowl. Right. So the first, like, three or four years of the Super Bowl era was two different entities. It was AFL, NFL. The Vikings won the NFL championship, and then they played the AFL championship winner, the Chiefs, and lost in the Super Bowl. Right. Doesn't count. So when the Lions, I believe, with Bobby Lane, won the NFL championship in 57, there was no Super Bowl, so that does Correct. count. Yep. So that's right. The Lions have more championships. Right, because they counted it where mm-hmm. the Vikings actually had another. So so essentially this, the, the NFL championship game, which was, I believe, the Cleveland Browns at the Met Stadium against the, the Vikings was akin to the conference championship game now because mm-hmm. it sent you to the super bowl yep was it celebrated like a championship you weren't alive know. i guess but i wasn't alive i don't think i was alive yet oh wait, no. wait it was 70 no i was alive you were alive you were like <laughs> i was in california old. i was hanging out in cali <laughs> hanging out <laughs> i was big at the time in cali oh, that's hilarious little judd little judd just Three-month-old judge just bitching about yeah. the Vikings. On Sunset, no, I was going down Sunset Strip with my mom and our '65 Mustang, <laughs> probably smoking cigarettes, had a couple just, of drinks, just ripping heaters. It's uh, the '60s, man. Hey, before we get to random Viking of the week, so just opening up my Prize Picks app here, where by the way, on Prize Picks you can win up to 25 times your money this football season by selecting two or more players and picking more or less on their projected stats. I also see that uh, basketball season is in full swing on the Prize Picks app, where you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, which is a league created specifically for combo projections. So, you know, you could do like a LeBron James uh, more or less, and then you could do like a Travis Kelsey more or less on like catches and three pointers made. So, you're blending sports. It's a blast. Price Picks also offers a reboot policy where uh, 
your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So all sorts of great perks through prize picks. It's a blast. It makes watching sports more fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash purple daily to use the and use the code purple daily, I should say, for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash purple daily and use the code purple daily for that first deposit match. Uh, also tell the audience how they can lose a little weight before the uh, get some momentum going into the holidays and feel great about the state of your bod. I certainly will. It's uh, called One Stop Shopping, and it's from my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Their sports dad right there down 40 pounds a couple of years back. And I'm going to tell you right now, this program works not only to take off the weight, but to keep the weight off. And we have heard from numerous folks. In fact, I continue, and, and I appreciate this, to receive notes about people who have dropped weight 40, 50, 90 pounds, because you know what? Livia is going to help you take that weight off. They're going to help you get back into those clothes, and they're going to help you continue to keep that weight off. That's how good they are. And right now, they also have an offer on the table, three months for free. So sign up now. Winter is starting. It's getting cold. A lot of us go back to our couches, right? We gain weight. How would you like to lose weight and get three months for free? 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. It can all be done virtually as well. So no matter where you're watching us, Livia can help you. Your first step to your weight loss journey, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Check it out. And of course, send us a note and tell us the success because so many people have had that success. Yes. And uh, a thank you to our friends too at Summit Orthopedics for their partnership here on Purple Daily and across Score North. If you're dealing with any type of pain, you're on the injured list. Maybe you were limited in practice, raking leaves or something. <laughs> Uh, you can hurt you, yourself that way. You got to be careful out there, raking leaves. You back. might throw your back out. Yeah. No referrals are needed. Summit Orthopedics offers same-day appointments. And if you're really hurting, they offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m., 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. Okay, it's Declan's turn to lead hmm. us through a random Viking of the week. Judd with 61 career victories, Declan with 29, I have 15. In the new era where all three of us are competing on a weekly basis, Judd has nine wins, I have seven, and Declan has three. So it's losers out. Whoever loses throws out the clues for the next week. I have two straight wins with Paul Edinger and Mike Wallace. Before that, Judd had a run of Sean Hill, Seatric Faison, Carl Eller, and Dwayne Clemens. Don't remind so, me of Mike Wallace. I'm still bitter about that one. And myself, too. It was a great job by Declan. It was like a 14-minute journey it was a, for it one was of us. idiotic. Declan was like, uh, his name rhymes yeah, with Bike Paulus. I went on this rant last week. I'm still pissed off at myself. I can't get past that. So Declan has a series of clues here. We get up to three strikes each. If we hit that third strike, the other person wins. So be careful with your strategy here. Let's do it. All right. This random... Viking of the week was a second round draft pick. Might be on the control F here. The control F. No, we already used that. I get it. Damn it. In high school, as a senior, this random Viking of the week was named Defensive Player of the Year by the Houston Touchdown Club. Hmm. 
Hmm. A lot of guys live in Houston. Yes, they do. A lot of guys, a lot of guys. No taxes, too. People love Houston. I hate Houston, personally. I think it's garbage, but that's just me. This random Viking of the Week had 35 tackles in his NFL career. Wow. That's an interesting one. 35 tackles. He either... He was either a defensive player that didn't get a lot of run, or he was an offensive player with bad quarterbacks. <laughs> True. That's good. Or they, I guess there could be. Uh, Keep both. going. Or a, or a, a kicker Keep that clues, had a bad special teams uh, unit. <laughs> this random Viking of the week played in 23 games with the Vikings. Eight of them were starts. Nope, we used him. This random Viking of the Week had the same number throughout his entire career. Never changed numbers. Okay, we already used him. I just thought of two guys that we haven't used that I'm adding to the list here for future ones, by the way, through this exercise. It's great. I don't know about that. In yeah. college, this random Viking of the Week was first team all Big 12 in the year 2000. You didn't say he was a second-round pick by the Vikings, did you? I did not. Okay. I have a feeling this guy came through town, but didn't put down roots here. This random Viking of the Week is 43 years old. Still enjoying life. I hope he's in good shape. Well, at his alma mater last year, this random Viking of the week and his wife were accused of assaulting a Texas A&M football player and that player's relative. Got in some legal trouble. This random Viking of the Week played in three playoff games. Two of them starts. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't, I, I feel like you're not talking about a guy who's identified as a Viking. Did more of a Johnny come lately. All right, let's let's see if this. I'm struggling here. I'm really gets you on a path a little bit here. So this guy has an anger management problem to this day. 
this random Viking of the Week recorded 13 touchdowns in his career. Wait, and he had a bunch of... Well, not a bunch of tackles. He had a few ta- No, but but he had enough tackles where it was... Um, I will say, it's a, it's a pretty surprising amount of tackles for an offensive player. It's an offensive player. Mm-hmm. 35 is a lot. I will give you credit for that. That's a lot of Yeah, tackles. that's where it's weird. It's like... I got, boy, you got I the mean, scent. That's why and I said defensive player of the year in high school. I tried to tried to put yeah, you on the good. other side no, of the ball. No, no, you did a very good job. You're doing a great job. You're doing a fantastic job. Um, second round pick, but not of the Vikings, clearly. And he had 13 that's touchdowns? Something. Yep. Okay, this is going to be super rando, but I'm going to guess Bethel Johnson. Bethel Johnson. Oh, no, you can have it. Okay, I was going to say, you can have that point. Oh, my God, dude. That would have been. Well, he returned. He was with the Patriots. I don't know if he was a second-round pick. It's an offensive player. So... Feel like you've gone back to the Mike Wallace well, damn you. Um so, so he would have been this was probably looking like. This random Viking of the week. Played in one division his entire NFL career. Come. And of those 13 touchdowns that he recorded, they only came from two different quarterbacks. Is it Robert Ferguson? Whoa! Whoa! Robert Ferguson. What a pull. Nice. Nice, nice. No, I don't I, feel I as bad. I said that with nice, 15% nice. confidence, I swear. Holy cow. I was thinking like Aroma should do, and I was trying to find if we had done him. I think we have. I think we have. So Brett Favre. Heaney caught and... one from T-Jack in 07. Okay. okay. Right. He also <laughs> caught uh, Aaron Rodgers' Aaron Rogers first positive pass, because Aaron Rodgers' first pass was for negative yards. Uh, oh, okay. It's also what it's like page. Yeah, apparently wow, he dude. like assaulted a him and his wife assaulted a Texas A&M football problems. player last he, spring. He did have some, yeah, yeah. So yikes, um, dude. Yikes. Nice work, Dex. Nice work. Totally yeah, put you off, off the, the scent. scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel bad about. You know what? Cow. I don't feel nearly as bad about that one as I did. I guess if Wallace. if you're catching passes from Brett Favre, like you're gonna make some tackles, but 38 tackles. In 83 games as a yeah, wide receiver, what, what did I? Say? Well, a couple things. What, what did I say? One, he's either a defensive player that didn't get much run, or an offensive player that played with a quarterback that threw a lot of picks. Right? Dude. Brett Favre would qualify, but did but he did he get credit for special teams tackles? Maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, some in, of those coming in in 2003, he had 16. So maybe that probably nice could be it. Good job. Okay. How many picks did Brett throw in 2016? <laughs> Or, or 2003. Was that the year he threw like 25 picks? I mean, it could have been, yeah. So maybe yeah. Robert Ferguson was a busy man. So, well, there it is. Um, three in a row here. Presented by Federated, okay? Federated Insurance. I'm going to start a random Viking of the Week business. Because business has been booming. 
the last three weeks here. Uh, federated, it's like having a great offensive line for your business. And uh, peace of mind, you know that someone offers a guiding hand with 100 years of experience in helping to navigate choppy business waters. Uh, federatedinsurance.com is a treasure trove of great resources and information. And uh, you can find your marketing representative, too, and form that face-to-face relationship. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Okay, boys, there's your big picture state of the offense, your random Viking of the week. We will be live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel Friday morning at around 10.05 Central Time for a live Feedback Friday. And don't forget about Vikings Vent Line, too, right after the Jaron Hall-Taylor Heineke matchup. We'll be live right after that game finishes up. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But thank you for making this one of the most popular football podcasts in America. We greatly appreciate it, and we will see you. Actually, a bonus episode, potentially. Stay tuned.